This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, June 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Pesticides would be hit hard by tariffs. Can California tap into subocean aquifers and funding for nutria eradication? New tariffs could hit many pesticides. The pesticide industry is appealing to the Trump administration to exempt its chemical imports from China from the $300 billion and 25% tariffs the president is threatening to impose next month. In comments filed with the U.S. Trade Representative, CropLife America and a specialty chemical trade group, RISE, for Responsible Industry for a Sound Environment, say... The tariffs would hit a wide range of products that farmers rely on, including glyphosate, 2,4-D, atrazine, and dicamba. Many of the chemicals subject to the new proposal are simply not available from American sources, and many others are not reasonably available from sources outside of China in the volumes necessary and within a practicable time period, the groups say. Chris Novak, president and CEO of CropLife America, will be speaking today at the U.S. Trade Representative's office during the agency's sixth day of hearings on the list of products targeted for the Section 301 tariffs. Keep in mind, President Trump heads to Japan this week for the G20 summit. He'll meet there with Chinese President Xi Jinping at an effort to jumpstart the stall trade talks. State Senate adjourns in memory of crop dusters. Last month, two planes crashed after a mid-air collision while seeding a rice field in Sutter County. The two pilots, both farmers, died in the accident. Senator Jim Nielsen, a Republican of Gerber, took a moment to honor the pilots on the Senate floor last week. Nielsen said that one of the pilots, Brian Van Dyke, was a good friend with Assemblymember James Gallagher of Yuba City and was a family member of one of the Nielsen staffers. Study, freshwater aquifers beneath the ocean could supply California. Off the northeast coast, scientists mapping the ocean floor have discovered fresh groundwater trapped beneath the ocean and within the sediment. The aquifer would fill a 15,000-square-mile lake if found on the surface. The findings suggest many more such aquifers may exist around the globe and could supply arid regions desperate for water. The scientists said the fossil water was likely trapped there from ancient glaciers that melted. Sea level rise then entombed it for the last 15,000 years. Talk water like a pro. Groundwater in California is a complex topic brimming with insider jargon. A new groundwater glossary from the Public Policy Institute of California seeks to change that. Of note in the glossary is the phase glide path. PPIC researchers have touted this gradual approach as the most promising for Central Valley farmers under the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. Also on water, state water project allocations will increase to 75% for 2019. The Department of Water Resources announced last week the final adjustment for the year. Following the increase in May, the Westlands Water District responded with disappointment that it was not 100%. This time, DWR noted that 100% would be rare due to delta pumping restrictions to protect threatened and endangered fish species. The last time it provided a full allocation was in 2006. Congress wants the swamp rats out of California. Nutria have again invaded the state. 
Congress has now introduced legislation to eradicate this pest once and for all, according to Representative Jim Costa of Fresno in a statement last week. The rodent caused heavy damage by burrowing into levees and irrigation canals. They can consume 25% of their body weight daily and produce 200 offspring per year. California eradicated nutria in the 1970s. Two years ago, they came back. The bill also includes, as authors, California Representatives Josh Harder and John Garmanendi and T.J. Cox. It would provide $7 million in funding and reauthorize a 2003 program that had successfully controlled the species in the Chesapeake Bay. Remind me, last month the state legislature had passed Assembly Joint Resolution 8, which asked Congress to revive that program for $4 million. Harder on almonds. Representative Harder has asked Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to address the new retaliatory tariffs on almonds. Pompeo is expected to meet with Indian Prime Minister Nandria Modi this week. I hope he takes this seriously, said Harder in a statement. These tariffs could be a big problem for our local economy. White House climate change guidance seeks to narrow analysis. Draft guidance from the White House Council on Environmental Quality seeks to narrow federal agencies' analysis of the impacts of climate change. Agencies are not required to quantify efforts where information necessary for quantification is unavailable, not of high quality or of the complexity identifying emissions would make quantification overly speculative, says the guidance, which the public will be able to comment on when it's published in the Federal Register. Following the rule of reason, agencies should assess effects when sufficiently close casual relationship exists between the proposed action and the effect, according to the draft. CEQ Chair Mary Newmeyer says the administration is trying to speed up the approval process for major infrastructure projects. Environmental groups were highly critical of the new draft, which would replace Obama administration guidance that has already been withdrawn. The nine-page guidance, which is a quarter long as the previous Obama-era guidance, encourages the federal agencies to do only a bare minimum, qualitative and cursory review of the impacts and emissions of greenhouse gases, according to the Center for Biological Diversity. APHIS Streamlining Plant Pest Requirement The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service is streamlining its permit process for interstate movement of certain plant pests and low-risk biological control organisms such as beneficial insects. In a rule to be published tomorrow, APHIS said it would evaluate petitions for release of biocontrol organisms to determine whether they are sufficiently low-risk, then seek public comments. If APHIS decides no permit is required, it will publish a notice of its final decision, which can then be challenged in court. The new regulations go into effect August 9th. Formula Tweak will boost dairy payments. U.S. Department of Agriculture has made a key change to the formula used to calculate support payments to dairy farmers that could boost producers' checks by thousands of dollars this year. That according to an analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation of the new Dairy Margin Coverage Program. DMC is an overhaul version of the old margin protection program and features a $9.50 per hundred coverage level that is likely to trigger payments for all but three months this year, that according to the analysis. 
In addition to the higher coverage level, USDA also has updated the feed cost formula used to calculate producers' monthly margin or the difference between milk income and feed costs. USDA added a 50% blend of premium and supreme alfalfa hay prices to the original alfalfa hay price. The bottom line? That change in the feed formula means the monthly margin has been significantly lower than it would have been without the change. As a result, the DMC payment for January through April for a farm with 5 million pounds of production would be $3,875 higher because of the formula change. That according to AFBF economist Michael Netvu. This week in Sacramento, well, today at 10 o'clock, the State Board of Food and Ag will hold a water committee meeting. At 2 o'clock, Senate floor will take up AB 1788 on banning second-generation rodenticides. At 2.30, the Assembly Natural Resources will take up SB 168 on establishing a chief climate officer and SB 253 on an environmental farming incentive program. On Tuesday the 25th, tomorrow at 9 o'clock in Sonoma, California Association of Wine Grape Growers will hold its summer conference at 9.30. Senate Natural Resources and Water will take up AB 1644 on including ag for informing the science for Coastal Commission. AB 409 on climate change grants for ag. On Wednesday, the 26th at 9 o'clock, Assembly Appropriations will take up SB 224 on including stealing ag equipment as grand theft. At 1.30, the Department of Water Resources will host an Agricultural Water Management Plan Guidebook Workgroup meeting. At 1.30, Assembly Utilities and Energy will take up SB 515 on including biomass in renewables portfolio. Then on Friday the 28th at 1.30 at Sonoma State University, the legislature will hold a joint hearing with the Select Committee on California's Wine Industry and Assembly Select Committee on Wine. Here's today's, someone said it, sustainable wine, that's going to be good for me and the world around me. Organic wine, that's just going to be good for me. One of the many responses for a consumer survey recently presented at the Sustainable Wine Growing Summit. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, June 24th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.